Welcome to A Joy To Be Me, a podcast empowering women out of overwhelm, uncertainty, and breakdown to love and embrace who they are. Tune in to learn how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout and start following your ultimate bliss. It's time for the modern woman and mother to start taking her pleasure seriously and let her creativity flow and pursue her big and beautiful dreams. I'm your host, Lydia Joy. Let's have some fun. Good morning. Today's podcast, I've been planning for a while and finally decided it's time to open up this conversation. And I'm talking today about zinc and why you don't want to just blindly take it. As I've watched all the health recommendations in holistic circles over the past year, and I'm sure you have too, uh, I've kind of had some internal cringing going on and partly because well-meaning people are making declarations about what nutrients you need to fight the C word. Um, the C word that shall not be named <laughs> or, or boost your immune system. That's another, uh, that's another pet peeve. Um, and so I want to dive into this today and then on the heels of the last four episodes that I have been sharing with you all about mineral burnout from us come from like from a frame of one mineral in particular, which is copper. This actually ties in quite nicely because of the uh, relationship zinc and copper have with one another. So I'll get into that just a touch. Um, but I want to explain this. I want to dive into this. I want to give you some food for thought before you run out and buy a whole bunch of zinc. So holistically speaking, you and everyone else are very different in your current biochemistry. While you may be a human <laughs> and certain nutrients need to be on board for certain things, you're also a complex holistic piece of art who cannot be treated like anyone else. And zinc, you know, has come into the spotlight specifically a lot lately. I feel like it's gotten a little more press maybe even in the last few weeks, at least from what I've observed. And I, I, I want to share more of a holistic way to look at nutrients because we still have this Western medical mindset, this modern mindset of like, pick one thing and focus on it for what it can do and treat it, treat it as a, I don't know, like a Band-Aid uh, or a quick fix. And listen, this is not how your body works. Just because we can isolate one mineral and put it in a bottle does not mean it is a superhero unto it. All right. It's amazing. I love zinc. Um, and it is lost quickly during stress. Um, but it's also got it's got friends that help it do its job, but it also can be um, a powerful antagonist to other things if it's uh, taken out of balance, out of context. Okay. So zinc, any mineral, any one mineral can alter your mineral balance if it's isolated. And 
we have to remember, um, well, maybe you don't even know this to begin with, but I do, and I can't stop talking about it, in that most people do not understand the mineral system. And even I am still learning. It is quite complex. Um, so it's like playing chess when you try to balance minerals. And it's more than just chess. It's chess on top of chess on top of chess because you've got to know how to move one mineral in a way that it's going to not derange other minerals um, as well as know, you know, hey, if I give this mineral, is it going to work without its all on its own without the cofactors that are necessary to help it do its job? So most people aren't asking this. Um, and it's just because they don't know. But those of us who are in this, um, gosh, I'm in a field of, you know, minerals masters, I guess. Um, those who understand the intricate balancing act that can occur in the body over time when you give one mineral without knowing your own current biochemistry to know for sure if it's the right thing for you to take. And even in light of a virus, um, especially this year, especially since it's gone on so long with no end in sight and everybody's still declaring what nutrients you need. I want to divulge my insight. I feel like it's going to be a gift to you to have this insight. And because I am all about nuance. Um, it's why you don't see me posting things about single nutrients for this or that thing. Um, it's why if you ask me what minerals should I take or what magnesium should I take or how much, I'm not going to answer you directly. Number one, if you're not my client, but number two, I really don't know. (laughs) Um, I only promote things if I know for sure, it's generally a good thing for most people. And even then I'm going to disclaim, you know, look, I, I can't really tell you. So If you haven't been tuning in to the last episodes of the podcast, make sure you go back and check out the last, well, check them all out. I mean, they're all great, but the last four specifically, I get into the nerdy stuff about minerals. Um, and, um, so, and copper has been my, my starting point because it's such a downstream, um, I'm sorry, because it's downstream effects are really prevalent in many of the health issues that I personally work with in my practice, but that are also on the rise. Okay. So really quick, when I started my mineral journey, it was 2014. It was for my health, my kids' health, and then I added it into my practice. And I learned back then from the founder of, um, basically the founder of HTMA and, and, you know, his, coined uh, mineral balancing was, I believe, nutritional balancing science or something like that. He basically made me rethink uh, zinc specifically because he said, if you give somebody too much zinc for too long, you can end up with like 50 different diseases. And I had learned to look for quote unquote zinc deficiency symptoms. And I, you know, we were taught a whole bunch of them, white fingernails, white spots on the fingernails was one. So everybody's looking at their fingernails like, oh my God, I have white spots. I probably need zinc. So, you know, then you run out and you take zinc and it's just ridiculous guys. We, we should not be doing it like this. This is, this is like reactive supplementation. (laughs) It's like, 
here, let me slap this bandaid on. I heard this thing and, uh, you know, this quick fix. Um, and that's just really, really not smart. Um, so it opened my eyes and it's just the bottom line is this every single mineral in the body has an effect on every other mineral in the body. I'm going to say this a hundred times, maybe a thousand because repetition works. So if just one mineral is imbalanced in the body, it's going to affect all other minerals by starting a massive chain reaction of mineral imbalances and every mineral, no mineral works alone. And everyone's mineral charts different and their need for specific minerals may be completely different than the next person. Okay. Now we're hearing on repeat, zinc's crucial for immune health, um, but we're not hearing the whole story. <clears throat> we do not understand the full picture. It's, I think it's dangerous business when we try to pick apart and choose the mineral or nutrient of the day for X condition. Please, if you learn anything from me, um, let it be that you can't um, without, you know, potentially messing things up. All right. So I believe that replacement theory or like, taking a nutrient for a health condition <clears throat> isn't the smartest way. All right. So I want to talk about this. So give me a second here. I'm trying to think of which direction I'm going to go. Um, all right. Let, let, let's just talk a little bit about zinc. Okay. So we know zinc is needed for, well, I talk to women about adrenal fatigue. So we need it for the proper fun functioning of the adrenal glands. And we know that it's burned up in stress, especially long-term repeat, excessive stress ores of many kinds. And the longer you're in adrenal burnout, like I was, you're going to lose some zinc. We also know that zinc has antiviral effects, but um, they've actually been found to be even more effective when given in conjunction with other nutrients, such as vitamin A and magnesium. Okay. Now you're getting into more intricacy and okay. Now, how do we do vitamin A? How do we do magnesium? How do we know how much we need? So basically it doesn't work alone and it can work with and against things. And when you isolate it, you miss this nuance. There are many nutritional factors that can affect zinc requirements. Uh, they can be favorable, they can be unfavorable, and includes both vitamins and minerals. So when you take um, any amount excessively, or you accumulate any one mineral um, or any trace element, um, you can contribute to uh, messing something up. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I also found was interesting when I started doing heritage mineral analysis is that um, there are toxic elements such as, or heavy metals, um, we've got lead, cadmium, and mercury that can all be helped with um, zinc, but you have to be really careful. So, you know, zinc can kind of antagonize those minerals because it's there, those, I'm sorry, those metals. Um, and so if you think about that and you go and you start taking 50 or whatever people are doing, cause I've heard that 30 to 50, even more, which, and I don't know what people are recommending. I'm not 
saying everyone who's talking about zinc is, is being foolish. I just know how people's minds work because I've worked with so many clients over the years and they come to me and like, Oh yeah, I read about zinc and you know, blah, blah, blah. And so they, and they tell me how much they take. Um, and it's like, okay, wait, stop. <laughs> what gave you the idea that that much is right for you? So I, I'm just speaking to a general mentality that I've observed. So I'm, this is not me criticizing like everyone out there. It's just kind of like the overarching mindset people have when it comes to learning one nutrient helps X, Y, Z, and then they go and take a bunch. <clears throat> but let's say you have heavy metal toxicity. Let's have amalgam fillings in your mouth for the last 30, 40 years. And you never once thought about that. Um, and all of a sudden you start taking quite a bit of zinc out of nowhere. And you don't even know what your body's, uh, you know, biochemistry is. You could potentially, if you take it long enough, push on that, um, push on some of these heavy metals. So, you know, heavy metals are um, very hard to liberate from deep store. So it's not likely that most people will, will experience that unless they're doing too much too long. But they're not comfortable if you don't know how to safely and effectively balance your body so that you can um, detoxify safely. All right. So that's, um, something most people aren't thinking about right now because we're all thinking in the short term immediate, I ha I want to prevent against X or I have this X problem. So I'm going to go and take this nutrient. So you're isolating yourself into parts and you're not looking at the whole picture. That's my big beef, if you take away anything from, from what I'm trying to say here. Um, so that's one of the pieces that I wanted to address today. Um, you know, there are even vitamins that are, can be antagonistic in a way to zinc, as well as vitamins that can help it. And so if you're going out and, you know, everyone's telling me to take vitamin D and you're taking a ton of that and you don't understand its cofactors and how it works, the same is true. Um, so, and speaking of vitamin D, um, there is a interaction with zinc and vitamin D. So the, the, the biggest thing that, um, too much zinc has a problem, has a impact on is your copper. And these two minerals need to be in super tight uh, regulation. Um, you know, we really need it to be, it's like a, for every 15 milligrams of zinc, you, you kind of want one milligram of copper. So in the hair tissue mineral analysis, there's a specific ratio of zinc to copper. And when it's too high or too low, you have either zinc too much to copper or the other way around, you can have all kinds of problems. That ratio of minerals affects your energy. It affects your hormones. There's a huge uh, interesting relationship between the two. And that said, it also correlates with your immune response. 
So we're hearing all this talk about zinc and how it's good for viruses and your immune, but we're not hearing anything about copper. And the two must remain in balance. And when the imbalances occur, you can become more prone to infections, whether it's too much zinc to copper or copper to zinc. Okay. So um, more so, you know, yeast and fungal infections when you don't have enough copper on board. Okay. So zinc is kind of the opposite of copper. Um, if it accumulates, copper decreases. If zinc levels decrease, copper will increase. They have this push-pull relationship. All right. So I wrote about this this past year on my website back in, I believe, March, maybe April, um, when this whole um, stay at home and, you know, everyone started paying attention all of a sudden to, oh my gosh, I need to do something to support my health. I don't know about everyone, but (laughs) this is the world I live in. So I, it seems like it, but, um, I wrote a whole blog post about this and I'll put it in the show notes for you. And it's about, um, my, excuse me, my kind of general broad recommendations to prepare your body with a lot of caveats because I've observed how these nutrients can be taken uh, problematically. So I, you know, I wrote that very carefully um, with a lot of that in mind for people because I know how easy it is to, you know, kind of not do the right thing when it comes to, um, you know, taking minerals and such. So I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk a little bit about copper and zinc. And I apologize for my slow response, but I'm pulling up my notes here. And my computer is not cooperating. Okay. So zinc. Um, zinc really plays a role in your innate and adaptive immune, immune responses. And we need it to help um, the function of our immunity. We need it for natural killer cells. It's, um, it plays a role in the metabolism of vitamin A, and it's a cofactor for vitamin D. Um, here's the thing. You really could get a lot of zinc in your diet, plenty, if you are consuming a really good nutrient-dense diet. Uh, I have talked about it on the blog as well. You can go check out my website. I've got all kinds of resources on there for you. But zinc-rich foods include, you know, proteins, meats, beef, lamb, oysters, uh, crab, you know, seafood is great, Um, eggs. You will get much more uh, robust amounts of zinc from those foods and then you know, if you're a vegetarian, um, you're probably looking at like nuts and seeds, but let's be honest, we can't eat enough nuts and seeds for adequate zinc to copper balance in the diet and really shouldn't be eating gobs of nuts and seeds anyway. It's really hard on your digestion. Um, so if you're eating a, you know, ancestral paleo or real food, traditional type diet, um, you really should be able to get 
enough zinc in your diet. So I would, I want to highlight focusing there. If you're a vegetarian, you might not be able to get enough zinc to copper balance in your diet. I wrote a whole blog about this. I did a video about this. You want to be thinking about this. If you are a long-term vegetarian or vegan, you probably should be working with someone to help you balance your nutrition because it's trickier. It's a little trickier. Um, and you know, so, and you also got to be able to digest, break down and assimilate these foods. So you do want to be, you know, working on your digestion. Um, that said, you know, short term, very short term, bumping up your nutrition is, is okay. We do that. We do that in my house. We take, um, I take some elderberry zinc with, for the kids, um, you know, because you lose it quicker. So smaller amounts during times of illness, supplementally speaking, is not a bad idea. And if you want to understand more about that, I talk about it in the blog post that I will link in the show notes. All right. That shared copper deficiency can lead to abnormal low white blood cell count. Uh, and that can increase your potential for infection. Okay. Um, so if that's true and you are somebody who is currently deficient, which you won't know unless you test, um, and you take a zinc supplement, you could worsen your copper deficiency. And uh, so, and I, and I've seen that in my, in my practice, I've seen that if a client doesn't come back to me in time for a retest and they're still taking their zinc, I don't know. Uh, I, of course, I always tell my clients, stop taking your zinc after 12 weeks <laughs> um, until you retest because we could push out your car. I want to do that. But I've had people, you know, need to swap and, you know, suddenly they find themselves copper deficient and their body is susceptible to other things. For example, uh, in women, um, you might you might end up with a yeast infection. Which, if you're prone to yeast um, and your copper is deficient, you know you could start experiencing more problems with yeast. That's just one example, and that's something I've seen and observed recently. So, if you're going to be trying to do this prevention thing, you've got to be smart about it. Um, so, if something happens and you, your body starts to change all of a sudden and you don't know why, and you've got to think, Hey, is there some kind of internal imbalance that I have that I don't know about that the supplements that I'm taking without testing and I'm guessing might be causing a problem. All right. So I don't want people throwing themselves out of balance. Um, if, 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 if I can help it, (laughs) of course, that's all your responsibility, but I'm here to share this with you so you can think more critically and make better decisions. So I have some information in that blog post about what I recommend. If you're going to be doing this preventative stuff, you really want to do it in appropriate balance with copper, zinc and copper. So I shared that on there. Um, how to and, um, you know, just take a look at it, see what you think. But the bottom line is you really want to, for the long term, test and not guess and do this properly. So if you don't want to do any of that, just, you know, beef up your, pun intended, 
food sources of zinc. <laughs> All right. Now, there's a lot more I could say um, because zinc can impact so many things. And so many things can help zinc. So many things can impact zinc. Um, so the bottom line is this. You, you don't want to play around with minerals knowing more for any of time in any significant supplemental dose. You certainly can um, support yourself through diet. You can certainly take a little extra short term. Um, if you're a vegan or vegetarian, you probably do need to supplement, but you want to be doing it smart. Um, so that's my, those are my top things, my top things to be thinking about. Um, take it for what it is. Feel free to hit reply, ask me any questions, and let me know if you found this helpful. That is the goal. And for now, that's all. I'll be back more in the next episodes with my series on mineral burnout um, from the kind of start of all this excess copper we've been exposed to and how it kind of creates uh, wreaks havoc in the body. You end up in total body meltdown. It affects everything. So I'm really trying to show you how, um, you know, minerals, the role of minerals and how they all interact and how it affects everything about you. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to A Joy To Be Me. I will see you on the next episode. Please share this episode, tell a friend, or tag me on Instagram at LydiaJoyMe. And if you like the show, rate or review, five stars are great. On whatever platform you are listening, Google Play, iTunes, just leave a comment there. It totally helps me out. I appreciate you.